With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joining me now, he is the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. We welcome for his weekly visit Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, I'm calling Pittsburgh at Buffalo the credibility bull. The result's going to say a lot about both teams, won't it? Yeah, I think it will. I think you're going to see, uh, from the Buffalo perspective, there's been significant and and fair doubt about their defense after the, the performance they had in 2019 versus now ranking in the bottom third of the league in virtually every category. Uh, you could have a Josh Allen signature win uh, you know, against a, a – a team with an 11 and one record and a hall of fame quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of that going on on their end. And the Pittsburgh again, I don't really think we need a refresher on that. Right. I mean, they just need a good game, Mark. It's just a good game. Well, They need a win. You know, I don't, After the way they've looked huh? the last two games, they need a win, not just a no, good no, no, game. No, they do. I understand that, but I'm saying, I don't, I don't know that it's just a win. I, I, I think they need to actually put something together in multiple facets of the, uh, of the game. And, and, you know, we've been talking about this now for a month straight ever since Cincinnati. Uh, they haven't been playing good football. And this team needs to be able to do that on both sides of the ball, but especially, I really believe this, Mark, especially on offense and not just the running game. They need to start throwing the ball downfield. When you're seeing nine, uh, nine players lined up in the box against you, Snap after snap after snap, uh, you're getting laughed at. You know that that's exactly well, well, right. What's Basically, right to now. defend the Steelers, you need to defend a ten yard field, no bigger. That's it. It's 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 a perpetual goal line defense. Uh, the safeties in the second half, all Washington did was move their safeties up to the line of scrimmage. You know, I don't know or really even particularly care if it's Ben Roethlisberger or Randy Featner or whoever that's calling the offense and is terrified to throw downfield. But my goodness, I mean, you have wide receivers. Yes, they've had a rough time with drops lately, although a lot of that's also been the tight end. But these are players who are capable, capable of making plays downfield as they showed in that game. Stretch the field at least a little bit. When people hear that, sometimes they think it's just bombs. It's not. It's the 30-yarder to, to, to chase Claypool down by the goal line. It's even the 15 or 20-yarder at this point. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with that. But I do think running that. the ball is a concern, too. And what makes the situation currently even more frustrating is they ran the ball at least competently in the first five games. In fact, they had four times in those five games where a Steeler back gained 100 yards or more. Connor three times and Benny Snell once. Yeah, and, and yeah, I was going to say one of those was without Connor. So it's not just, you know, oh, no, Benny Snell stinks or Anthony McFarland isn't any good or whatever. Um, it's It's been line blocking more than anything else. It's been run blocking. Um, these guys aren't getting any kind of pushback. Uh, on one hand, I respect what they've done in terms of keeping Ben clean. Uh, it's rare air, the first time in Ben's career that he's been uh, sack-free 
three games in a row. A lot of that's because Ben's getting rid of the ball quickly, but, you know, credit where it's due. But at the same time, these guys aren't getting forward. Um, I mean, I'll ask you this, not to put you on the spot here, but, you know, I'd rather see Vance McDonald than Eric Ebron at this point. I really would. I think when Eric Ebron's in there, it makes what you're doing all the more predictable. And when he was catching the ball, it was one thing. But with these drops, it's quite another. But how do you get rid of the yeah. drops, and where do the drops come from? Oh, wow. Who knows? I mean, the, the one guy that – I mean, Ebron has a history of it. Okay, he's, he was doing that in Indianapolis, too. So does um, Deontay Johnson, however brief his history may be. He, he does, and, and he's, he's fumbled as well in his time in Pittsburgh. But to think he, he is mystifying because you see the soft hands that, that he shows, the great catches that he makes – and then he just doesn't make the routine play. Uh, I'm not prepared to bury him. I'm not prepared to erase him from the offense. I am prepared to see more of guys who do make plays and make catches. Uh, right now, out of these wide receivers, uh, you know, the most consistent guys have been uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington. Um, and the reason that I left Chase Claypool out on purpose is because he, to me, is falling in a separate category right now because he's not even getting on the field. Like, what was that all about? Yeah, he only played 44% of the snaps on Monday night. Yeah. That, that That is ridiculous, especially when you consider how he's played to date. But let's ask the question why about a couple things. Why mm-hmm. won't they run more? Why won't Ben throw downfield? Well, they won't run more because Ben sees a, a running play and it fails. And then Ben's got these RPOs. For anybody who doesn't know, that's a read pass option uh, in which he can check out of it. And more often than not, he's done that. He actually acknowledged that uh, today. He, he accepted some of the blame. Uh, one of the things you have to do to be able to run the ball better, uh, Ramon Foster does a, a weekly column for us at DK Pittsburgh Sports. He broke his entire piece today was about how running is a matter of commitment. You have to commit to the run, um, even if that comes at a cost, even if it takes some time, it takes some patience. Um, and he's speaking, obviously, from experience. The Steelers don't do that. They have one bad running play, and Ben just looks around and goes, you know what, i got to try something else. Um, people can lay that on Feetner if they want, but that's not what's happening. At the line of scrimmage, it's Ben. At the line of scrimmage, it's absolutely unequivocally Ben. Well, what what, about, what he, about not throwing downfield? I don't understand it. Well, I don't understand let me, it let me throw I, something I, out there. And again, this is just drawing a conclusion, however logical or not it may be. Are you worried about his elbow? I'm not. Um, I, I, I mean, I still see the arm strength. I still see him being able to get it where he needs to. I, well, I, I, I don't know. Harder. Let me interrupt. I don't see quite the zip we did. No, but that 30-yarder to Claypool, man, that was a rocket. Yeah, true, <laughs> that true. That got there in a raging hurry. Um, I, I, I honestly, you know, the one thing, and this is kind of a taboo subject to bring up here, but you have to hang in there, you know, and Ben's had a history of obviously of hanging in there in the pocket to make those plays. And I have a feeling that the, you know, the offensive line, although they, again, I gave them credit for what they've done in pass protection. You do see that his pocket doesn't last all that long. You know what I'm saying? When he does drop back. Oh, no, he's getting rid of it super quick. I mean, super quick. Faster than anybody in the NFL. That stuff gets timed now. Next-gen stats, 2.37 seconds release. Boom, it is just gone. 
And that's not happening by accident, Mark. This is the first time in his career he's done that. That's happening because he knows something, okay? So I have a feeling that the down the downfield thing might have more to do with that than it does anything that's health-related. Believe me, I'm not questioning Ben's courage or anything ridiculous like that. Oh, no, nor am I. For 17 years, okay? I am saying that that's, that's also football awareness. Well, and also he knows he might, might know his line's not that good, or at least not like it was. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's got nothing to gain from standing in there and being a tough guy and taking a bunch of hits so that he can throw downfield 20 times a game if he's convinced he's going to get creamed. Well, uh, here, here's, here's a difficult question in that vein. I have people telling me that know better than me that DeCastro's not playing well. And he's not. And their best he's not. When their best run blocker was Dotson, that's a tough move. Do you make it? You can do that a couple of different ways. First of all, I would, okay, because if you remember when they're not they were going the to you know. early, huh? They're not going to you know. No, no, no. Of course not. No, no, no. But hear this out. Okay, that's why I say there's a couple different ways to do this. I would do it because if I go back to the Cleveland game, uh, the Steelers did almost all of their running behind Dotson and Chooks. Remember, it was everything was to the right side, everything religiously to the right side because they knew the two kids were getting some push. And they knew they were getting the holes that they needed. Well, you're right. They're not going to. They're not going to take an all-pro who they, everybody knows has been playing hurt all along. It shows because they also know what Dave can do. And again, to his credit, in terms of pass protection and taking care of Ben. What you can do to kind of work around that is move Filer out to right tackle. I know you'll like that. Move Dotson to left guard and take Chooks off the field. I think Chooks is playing better than DeCastro. Yeah, I'm trying to deal with something realistic here. Yeah, well, if, to be honest, they, they need to be realistic or this could, could fall apart in a hurry. We're talking to Dejan Kovacevic here on the Mark Madden Show. Dejan brought to you by Walnut Grill, American Eatery and Bar. Uh, staying with uh, the warning signs, it's, it's only been one loss and only been two bad games, but the Steelers have collapsed in each of the last two Decembers. These are the same guys. Is that a worry? Um, no, because to me, it, you know, they also were tremendous in December and the years before that. So I, I don't know that there's. Well, yeah, but but any, I think it's fair to indulge a recency bias, don't you? Um, you could. I, I think the bigger issue is is way more recent for the bias, and that's you know that they they've had some guys they've lost now on defense. That's what happened in the second half to a large extent when Washington was finally able to move the ball. Um, you know they they didn't have a lot of their players, their main guys out on the field. Uh, that happens, um, and that's something that they have to overcome. That's not me making an excuse. It's just a fact. Their performance isn't going to be as high if you don't have a Bud Dupree, Devin Bush, Joe Hayden uh, out there on the field. Uh, and it's 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 going to make a, a difference. Where the where the offense is concerned, though, Mark, we're just not seeing. You know, we're just not seeing improvement. If anything, we're just seeing regression. Well, what about the defense? Um, I'm not going to attach that to a, a, a month on the calendar. I just think there's just some, a lot of stuff going well, on. I don't know. I don't know. The uh, there's a familiarity that can seep into if you're not careful. Now, I want to look at the defense. Is the defense faltering solely because of injury, or is there more to it? I think it's. Mostly the injury, although I'm not sure Washington should chasse down the field on three consecutive possessions and score on every one in the fourth quarter, no matter who's hurt. 
Well, it's a couple things. First of all, in the, the first half against Washington, the defense was fantastic. I mean, there was just uh, they weren't able to do anything at all. Uh, meaning Alex Smith and everybody else, they made a commitment to taking Terry McLaurin out of the game. They did that. Cam Sims stepped up for Washington. I thought and they ended up giving him the game ball afterward, and he deserved it uh, because the Steelers did everything to focus on McLaurin and, and got him out of it. Um, but by the time the second half came around, you know, one thing that does take its toll, if you want to get into a December or a calendar thing, is these guys have played a lot of snaps, Mark. You know, and we talked about that early in the season. You know, when you're out there for 70, 75, 79 snaps a game, uh, you're going to wear down. Well, yeah, but and, the offense uh, the offense is second in the league in time of possession, so I don't think it's an unfair burden. Yeah, I mean, they built up a lot of that time, time of possession stuff earlier in the season. It, that hasn't been the case lately. And, and they're, you're, you're seeing this, this defense just look a little slower and a little less aggressive later in games, and that's what happened against Washington. I thought they looked like themselves, the best version of themselves in the first half. I think that's fair to point out. Washington might not have had two total yards after the catch. You know, guys were just getting tackled and slammed to the ground, uh, and, and they weren't going anywhere, absolutely anywhere, with the running game, meaning Washington. Uh, but then you just saw them start to wear down, and this offense goes out there and goes three and out. Um, it, yeah, it, I, I don't it's know. Again, the possession, the possession time, I don't think it could be an outlier. I just think that the injuries have killed them, and I, I don't think that defense could ever be, again, special without Bush and Bud. I think robbing that defense of those two, it could still be an above-average defense, and I was going to say a splash play defense, but I think that's all it's ever been, a defense that relies solely on splash They're better than a splash play defense, Mark. They were that last year. I I didn't say it like it's a bad thing. Okay, yeah, no, no. I I think they're they're better than just a a defense that comes up with big plays. Uh, Those exist in the NFL. This one does more than that. But I completely, 100% agree with you about special. Uh, because when you're talking about the things that Bud Dupree and Devin Bush can do, they can do things on the field physically that other players, athletes cannot do. They cannot be coached. That is a huge, huge variable in the realm of competitive athletics, <laughs> never mind something this specific. Um, you, you can't coach what Bud and, and, and Devin can do. Uh, you can hope for the best from Alex Highsmith, Robert Spillane, Avery Williamson, whatever, whatever you have that's going out there and give them all the standard is the standard stuff. Uh, the most encouraging thing to me is, I mean, I don't want to, you know, get into just beating these guys down here. The most encouraging thing I saw Monday against Washington from a defensive standpoint is that TJ still got home. TJ was still yeah, but he didn't pick making... up the fumble. He committed that whole no, 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 I know, and that's I'm, when a I'm... team's going bad, Dejon. When its best players play good games but still make errors. Yeah, I, I understand that. I'm I'm being broader than that. The bigger concern is that teams will be able to double up TJ and take him out of the game, like kind of like intentionally walking a guy you know you can't get out. Uh, TJ was still able to get back there. Still had a big impact on the game and on the pass rush, and I do think that bodes really well for the Steelers' defense going forward. Once you erase TJ, and if you choose to do that as an offense, now you're taking three special players, essentially, 
out of the field. And that's really dangerous territory for Pittsburgh. Who's going to win Sunday? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm right now leaning toward Buffalo. Uh, I just, I just think that there's this game to them is going to feel larger than life. The Bills aren't used to being in this position. Uh, prime time, I understand it's still going to be an empty stadium and everything else, but they're aware of who's watching. Uh, and, and they're going to be uh, sky high. The Steelers might have hit rock bottom Monday. They might have hit rock bottom last Wednesday, but you don't just bounce right back up. You do what they call on Wall Street the dead cat bounce, you know, where you just, you know, it, it takes a while. It takes a while. Real quick, is hockey going to start mid January? I'm not sure how it's happened, but it looks that way. It, it does look that way. Um, but, you know, it would behoove them to let us know at some point what division everybody's in and how many games they're playing and everything else. Uh, none of that information is available. Um, well, we hear different I divisions. Think, it looks like Pittsburgh now is going back in the east with uh, Boston, Philadelphia, and so forth. That looks like a pretty tough division, if true. Yeah, it's a tough division, but it also makes by far the most geographical sense and safest, and that's what matters. Well, I don't know about that. Yes. Carolina in the central doesn't make geographical sense, but the reality is if you look at where the teams are located geographically, somebody's going to have to go someplace that, that slightly doesn't necessarily jive. Yeah, the, the whole Pittsburgh-Columbus-Detroit thing was going to be the biggest challenge for them all along, as well as trying to get the Florida teams in Carolina and somewhere was going to be logical. Yes, they're, they're going to play. I, they've clearly made up their minds to do this, and there's a big push, no matter what the NHL says, to make sure that the season gets done before the Tokyo Olympics start because of the NBC contract. So, yes, it absolutely will happen. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. Time now to ask Mark anything. Ask Mark anything right now. Dial 412-333-WXDX. Joining me now, he is the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com.